0: Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast, and I told you last time that we had quite a few topics that I really wanted to cover as we moved along on this podcast, and this is one of them. This is one today that I have been thinking about for a few months now. Um, It's one that has come across um, my, my desk, if you will, as I've studied. This topic has come up as I've studied for different sermons, as I've listened to other sermons as I've read books, for some reason, this topic has continued to come up. And it's one that I have not necessarily spent a whole lot of time thinking deeply about before, but I'm beginning to. And I think it's worth all of us thinking deeply about. And it's the subject of death. It's the subject that probably all of us have a, a lot of trouble thinking about, and with good reason. It's an uncomfortable sub- subject. It is a painful subject uh, for many of us. As, as you listen to this, the the reality of death may be near to you, whether it's a loved one who's passed away or maybe you yourself are facing uh, some diagnosis that that causes you to think about it more deeply. I don't know what your situation is. Or maybe Maybe you are younger and you're in pretty good health and you haven't really thought a lot about this. No matter your situation, I believe it's good to think about. And that's because of what Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter seven. He said, uh, verses two through four of Ecclesiastes seven, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. That's that is a bold statement. It's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm all about going to the house of feasting, right? I love food. I love to enjoy food and, it seems like that would be my preferred choice. I would much rather go to a feast and a celebration, an opportunity to be with friends and loved ones and and enjoy uh, God's good gifts. I would much rather that than I would rather to be at a memorial service. Um, and and there's there's parts of of that surely that you know we love to see one another and, and share memories of the one who's passed away. But that's a difficult thing. That's not an easy thing. That's not something that any of us want to be. A part of. So how can Solomon say that? How can Solomon say it's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting? He tells us why he can say that. He goes on, he says, for this is the end of all mankind and the living will lay it to heart. He says, because it's a good thing for us to dwell on death because all of us are going to face death. The author of Hebrews says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that comes the judgment. All of us are going to face death unless... The Lord Jesus returns um, before we die in this life, we are going to face death. Solomon even goes on in this passage, and he says, "Sorrow is better than laughter. for by sadness of the heart, for by sadness of the face, rather, the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. Solomon's saying it is so much better for us to be willing to contemplate death than to live our lives in such pleasure all the time that we never consider this. He's He's not saying it's more fun to go to the house of mourning than the house of feasting. He's not necessarily saying in every single way it's better to be in the house of mourning. None of us want to face that. We don't desire that. None of us are asking for that. But he says, when you're faced with that, it's a good thing to go there. When you're faced with death, it's a good thing to think about it. And he says, even when you're not faced with death... That's a good thing for you to consider because the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. When you when you consider death and that life is a vapor, as we'll see in a few minutes, when you consider these things, it brings wisdom to your heart. But when you're so consumed with with Enjoying life, which is a good thing to do, don't get me wrong, but when you're so consumed with that and just getting as much as you can out of life and just saying, you know what, you only live once, let's not think about death. When death comes, we'll face it. But until then, I don't want to think about it. When is the last time that you thought about death? Specifically, the brevity of your own life. When's the last time you thought about the day that the Lord will call you home, the day that you will die? When's the last time you thought about the legacy you might leave? When's the last time you thought about um, how you might want to live your life in light of that? When's the last time you thought about standing before the judgment seat of Christ and giving an account for your life? I mean, really, when is the last time you deeply thought about this, that you considered what it's going to be like when you stand before the throne of God and you give an account for your life before him, the perfect and righteous judge? I have a good friend who listens to the podcast? Uh, sometimes I believe uh, his his name is Aaron, and he puts on a show, a one man show that he calls That Day, and it is all about this this fictional account of a a man who comes face to face with the reality of of what it's going to mean to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And I wish I could tell you more about the show. I don't necessarily have time in this podcast, but it's a phenomenal show. He does an incredible job with it, but it's really thought provoking because he does such a good job at showing the reality of, of what it's going to mean to give an account of our lives. And he, and he really does a good job of showing the reality of the amount of wasted time that we spend. One example of that for me uh, was a moment in the show, and I hope I don't butcher the line and butcher exactly how it happens in the show, but but it stuck with me this this man is thinking about his life and he's thinking about some of the people that he came into contact with. One of the people that he would often come into contact with was this lady that would, I believe, clean his office. Um, and she was just this bright personality, this this bubbly lady, always asking about his family and his kids. And he realized that this lady had probably prayed for his kids more than he had in his life. And that that hit me because I, I thought about that. How How many people in my life might be praying for my kids more than i am and and there's a part of that that i love i love that there's people praying for my kids i hope they continue to do that i hope they do outpace me in prayer in a sense but but that's an indictment against me right and and we can we can apply this to so many other areas i mean we there's so many wasted opportunities. There's so much time that we pour into things that don't ultimately matter for eternal value. And if we would be willing to contemplate death, I think it would change our perspective. I think it would cause us to think a lot more deeply about these things. I think it would change the way that we live. Another passage I want to go to is James chapter 4, verses 13 and 17. Uh, You know, Many of us, you might be a person that often says, you know, I'll be there tomorrow, Lord willing. We kind of tack that on to some things like Lord willing, I'll do that. Lord willing, I'll do this. Um, that primarily comes from this passage, right? But there's something even deeper here than just a little statement that we should attach on to the things that we say we want to do. So James 4, 13 through 17 says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live first and then do this or that, if the Lord wills. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Think about what James is saying here. He's saying, we often make plans in our lives we live our lives day to day without giving a whole lot of thought to the brevity of life without considering that that if the Lord wills first of all we'll live right if the Lord wills we will have life and then if the Lord wills we want to operate in his will if he gives us life we want to consider how he would have us to live I don't I mean there there is a part here that yes James is saying don't boast and think you can just have control of your life and do whatever you want to do if the Lord wills you'll do those things but I think he's getting at the heart here saying We need to be sure that we're seeking to line our lives up with God's will, that we're considering the brevity of life and that we're doing the kind of things that he wants us to do. Because the very next verse that we often skip in this passage, verse 17, he says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. I think what James is saying in context here is when you meditate on death, when you meditate on the reality that the Lord is in control of your very life and your life is a vapor, when you think about that, it should cause you to consider how you're living, consider your plans, consider your goals, consider your dreams, right? And seek to line those up with the Lord's will for your life. Don't just think about the things that you want to do. Think about the things that as a follower of Jesus Christ, you ought to be doing. And James says, if you, if you know those things and you don't do it, it's sin. How many of us have made the excuse in our lives? Well, you know, once, once I get married, then I'll do this. Once I have kids, then I'll do this. Once the kids are out of the house, then I'll live this way that the Lord wants me to live. Once, once I get really ahead in my career and I feel financially secure, then I'll begin to serve more and I'll begin to, to give more and I'll begin to do all of these things. James says, okay, so what you're doing is you're saying, I know there's a certain way that I should live, but I'm going to wait until this certain part of my life before I do that. James says that's sin because you're boasting in your arrogance and pride. You think that you're the master of your life. You think that you're in control of the day that you die, but you're not. If the Lord wills, you'll even live tomorrow. And then you should seek how you should line up your life with his will. And pondering death, Meditating on this really uncomfortable subject causes us to live our day-to-day lives differently. I think about Paul often who, who seemed to be, not in a prideful way, Paul was humble, um, but Paul seemed to really have confidence that he was living his life in the way that the Lord wanted him to right? So uh, a very famous passage is second Timothy chapter four, verses six through eight. He says to Timothy, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. He knew that he was at the end of his life. And he says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. If your life ended today, really, take a second, think about this question. If your life ended today, could you say those words with Paul? I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me. I fought the good fight. Finished the race. I've kept the faith. I look forward to hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. If your life ended today, would you be able to say that? It brings us to an important question. If you knew, and we won't know this, but it's a good question to ponder. If you knew that you only had a week to live, how would you live your life? Many of us answer that question by saying, oh, you know, I'd cross off my bucket list or I'd make things right with my parents or I'd do all these things. And those are all good things. But I love it when that question is asked and somebody is able to say, I'd continue doing exactly what I'm doing because I know that I am exactly where the Lord wants me to be, right? And maybe this is one of the reasons why the Lord doesn't reveal to us the day of our death, because we would be so tempted to go out and just try to change everything that we're doing. And we wouldn't so much consider his will as all the things that we would want to say we accomplished in our lives, I think if you had asked Paul in this moment, when he wrote these words, I fought the good fight. I think if you said, Paul, isn't there more people you'd like to reach with the gospel? Paul, isn't there more, more things you'd love to do with your life? I'm sure Paul would say, absolutely. There, there's things that I would love to be able to do, but this is the Lord's will. This is his time for me. And I know that I've lived in his will. Therefore, I can say that I've fought the good fight. Paul wasn't necessarily saying I fought the good fight because of all the accomplishments he had in this life. And he had many accomplishments, He was saying that because he had his eyes fixed on Jesus every moment of every day. Obviously, Paul's not perfect, but he had his eyes fixed on Jesus, right? He had his eyes fixed on the Lord. He was walking in the will of the Lord as best that he possibly could. And so when you think about that question, If you only had a week to live or a few days to live or a month to live for that matter, how would you live your life? I hope that you would be able to say with confidence, I would continue doing exactly what I'm doing because I'm, I believe that I'm living in the Lord's will for my life. Changes our perspective. We started this podcast episode with Ecclesiastes chapter seven. And the book of Ecclesiastes, by the way, is a great book. To meditate on because, in many ways, the entire book causes us to think about death in the sense that it causes us to think about how we're spending our lives and, and, and what are we going to have to show for it at the end. You know, Solomon said, Look, I've got all these riches, I've got all this pleasure, I've got all these, these wives, I've got all, all this stuff, and it's all vanity. It's all vanity. And he gets to the end of the book. And after pondering all these things, after pondering death, after pondering his life and how he's lived his life, he says something very simple, yet very profound and very foundational to the Christian life. He ends the the book of Ecclesiastes in this way in chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Having considered everything that has been written in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says this, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of men. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's how you live for the day of your death. That's how you live with the end in mind. That's how you live considering that life is a vapor. And that sounds too simple because when we think about, men, you only got one life. Let's fill up as much activity as we possibly can. That's not necessarily a bad mindset if that's what the Lord has you doing. But for, for most of us, I would say we're, we're called to these, what we would consider as maybe simple lives. We're not necessarily called to do these things that will be written down in books for generations to come. Maybe some of us are, but, but can we be content with that? In order to live for the day of our death, it is, is it true that we need to do all these extraordinary things or do we just need to fear God and keep his commandments? Whatever that means, wherever that leads us. If it leads us to these big earthly things, then that's great, but if it doesn't, If it leads us to the great earthly things of loving my family well and serving in my church well and working with all my might at the the vocation that the Lord has given to me, then being faithful, being a faithful husband, being a faithful wife, faithful father, mother, child, coworker, faithful friend, being a faithful disciple of Jesus who makes disciples. If that's what I do with my life and nobody ever writes about it and I don't cross off every item on my bucket list, but I feared the Lord and I kept his commandments, that's a life well lived. This is a topic that I pray that you will continue to consider with me. As I said, it's something that I am personally considering lately, um, and not in this morbid way, like I'm, I'm fearing the day of my death, or I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I, that I cross off everything, but I, but I do want to make sure I live with this perspective, that I would be able to say, just like Paul did, that whenever my time comes, I would be able to say that I fought the good fight, that I kept the faith. I want to be able to stand before the Lord and know with confidence that because of his work in and through me, he's going to say to me, well done and good and faithful servant. I want to live for that day, as my friend Aaron says. I hope you do too. And I hope that this podcast is thought-provoking. I pray that as hard as it may be, as uncomfortable as it may be, as many um, difficult memories as it may bring up for you, that it would lead to you and I living our lives to fear God and keep his commandments. Living our lives, not to cross off the bucket list, not to not to do all these amazing things necessarily, but to work heartily as unto the Lord, to live faithfully for him, to be a disciple who goes out and makes disciples, to live with the great commission in mind, to live for that thanks as always for listening to this episode. I pray that it's useful and encouraging to you. If it is, um, I'd be honored if you shared it. Um, people find out about this podcast because you share it. Whether you tell people about it, you send it in text messages, you you put it on social media, any way that you can get the word out, I'm appreciative of that because I love recording these podcasts to be an encouragement to as many people as would want to listen. If you got a topic you would want me to discuss, email me at kennyroberts at missionwaychurch.org. I would love to talk about it on the podcast. I've got some more exciting episodes coming in the future, and I'm looking forward to those. But until then, this has been another episode of Hold Fast. I hope you all have a great week. God bless.